0: Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBA Schooled. Today, I'm lucky because I have with me Brian Ramos, who's the Executive Director for Student Engagement at NYU Stern for the MBA program there. And in addition to uh, being the Executive Director for Student Engagement at NYU Stern, Brian is an MBA graduate himself, um, and he also happens to be a personal friend of mine um, going back to our days at Boston College. So uh, Brian, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have this conversation because we've had versions of this conversation at various points uh, over the years and I'm I'm glad we can share it with other people. Uh, But before we really dig into the heart of the matter and really talking about NYU Stern and experiential learning, um, I wanna start first with a little bit of a warm-up question just to get us going. Um, I would love to know, I mean, I know what you've kind of done in your career, but I would love to know maybe growing up What was your, what was your favorite job?
1: Well, well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, when I think back to uh, growing up, uh, I had had a lot of jobs. Uh, I worked in a hospital I as a doctor. Um, I worked in many different environments. I was in the restaurant, um, uh, space, huge foodie, um, and obviously many in higher ed. Um, so it's, it's, I've loved them all differently. It's, it's really hard to pick, but I think, um, you know looking back on what unites all of them it's kind of like two things that um if i have to pick one i will but um the two uh, things that i think unite this from diverse roles are one is you know all of them needed a bias towards action right so these were all fast-paced environments um so whether you were trying to get food out of the kitchen or whether you were trying to bring patients their their medicines they were all fast-paced environments um and, and these situations were always evolving and changing um, and in each of those environments, you always need to have a solution, right? If a, if a patient had, had pain to say, you know, to understand and say, yes, like I understand your pain and to not give a potential solution or to find, try to find a solution, um, didn't work in those environments. So I think both of, you know, all of those roles that I, I talked to you previously, um, are what, um, I would say are my favorite parts of the job. Um, if I had to pick one, it would definitely be restaurant though, um, area, sure. um, since I'm a huge foodie.
0: No, that's great. I love it. Okay, great. Well, I guess before we talk about, you know, your uh, NYU Stern, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what's your role now? What are your responsibilities? And just a little bit about who you are?
1: Yeah, great. Um, so again, Brian Ramos, uh, I, I live in New Jersey with my, my wife and uh, six month old, um, which again, for, for everyone who is adapting to this, uh, this, this digital world, uh, it's, it's, it's so rewarding, but also can be challenging at times too. Um, but when I think uh, to my, my my professional kind of background, um, I have to think about how long I've, I've been at NYU Stern, which is at this point has not been a decade. It's, it's so crazy how quickly things have went. Um, and you know, when I first arrived in 2011, um, we had introduced a, a program that um, we call LAUNCH. Um, and LAUNCH was an orientation program for our full-time two-year MBA program. Um, and um, the program was in which we wanted to orient students how they've thought about business, um, the role that business has in the world, and the power of it to transform problems into opportunities across a, a broad lens. Um, so this is a, a, a different take, right? Um, than when you think about an orientation program where you typically tell students, you know, this is where you get your books, this is where you get um, uh, your classes, um, and the reaction from students was really that they were really excited um, about um, this orientation upside down, if you will. Um, and after the initial success of the program uh, and being well received with students, we realized that we we were we were onto something. Um, students were super engaged um, with what they were what they were learning, what they were hearing, and they they wanted to engage more. Um, and so it was this big aha moment where we decided we needed to redesign the student experience uh, to be all about what we call transformation um, which is what launch was. Um, so fast forward now, um, to what I'm doing now. And we are all, we, we're a school that is, um, you know, we walk the talk, um, as we like to say. Um, and, you know, looking back at 2011, that program now, and still is, is so much more than an orientation program. Uh, we like to say that it's, it's both a noun and a verb. So it's a noun in the sense of it's an event every, every year for our full-time MBA students, but it's also a verb because it's, it's how we think about, and it's how we build out, the student experience uh, um, moving forward. And I wanted to, to kind of give that preamble because um, it symbolized how we wanted students to view their student experience moving forward with this idea of action learning in mind and really was uh, what gave rise to all of the experiential learning um, activity at NYU Stern. So again, so fast forward uh, to my job now. So my current role, as, as you mentioned, is executive director for student engagement. Um, and specifically I oversee um, experiential learning, or as we call it, Stern Solutions, which is our project-based classes that we, we run, as well as all of our international programs and partnerships. Um, our team provides a, a variety of different um, curricular offerings and um, deliver about 1,400 student experience each academic year. Uh, what I love about it is that you know, working at Stern, we we deliver these experience across all of our our MBA program. So we have a two-year full-time MBA program, a part-time Langone program, uh, industry-focused um, MBA programs, our tech MBA program, fashion lecture MBA program. Um, and, and so, and as you mentioned, I have to say, but my favorite my favorite uh, thing I like to say about myself is that I, I am a Stern uh, MBA alum, um, as you mentioned. so
0: That's great. And I think all the work that you do at Stern, as well as being a Stern alum, really it um, makes you qualified to really talk a little bit more about this next question I have for you but why NYU stern and, and really what from your experience both you know being a student and alum as well as you know employee there and have really you know shepherding this program for the past eight nine or almost ten years, um, you know what really makes Stern unique? Yeah,
1: great great question. Um, you know to me, uh, Stern is a school that has really, it's always been on the move um, from my previous experience at other institutions. Um, it really is a school that is adaptable, um, resilient, um, and can really spin on a dime. Um, and from a higher, higher education institution, um, that's something that's uh, mostly unique. Um, and it's, it's that DNA that you, that you really need to deliver a best in class experiential learning because uh, and because of that, you know, we're, we're able to deliver projects that are real timely Another of the moment, or as we like to say, real world, real problems, and in real time. Um, and so, you know, being a school that's in New York City, um, again, running international programs, it's, it's, you know, there's many great cities around the world, but in New York is, is one I, I would like to put on top. Um, you know, we can provide unmatchable deep connections to industry in New York, um, and with the true global network um, that Stern it and what you have. Um, these are just two pillars that we keep in mind that that allow that the possibilities to build experiential learning opportunities um, are endless. Um, So a couple of examples of of that in action, right? Um, So on the global front, um, it enables us to bring students abroad in in many cities around the world, bring students um, home, um, and it now enables us to build project opportunities in Abu Dhabi uh, with uh, local expertise because of our, our footprint there through NYU Abu Dhabi. Um, but also on the local front, right, um, each and every day we're able to leverage expertise and the relationships we have, whether it's bringing you know, CEOs into the classrooms um, or whether it's to build um, really unique classes as a part of our tech program, um, our New York City immersion class, uh, where we leverage those connections. And really, it provides a foundation um, for what that program really is. So, you know, whether abroad or at home, students learn the principles of business. But because of Stern and because of our location and our connections, we're we're really able to take it to the next level.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I think the thing, one of the things that stands out to me, uh, you think about, you know, talking about how the ability to kind of pivot on a dime and just how um, maybe counterintuitive that can be in higher education, but also just in life, how important that is, you know, really particularly over the past, you know, seven, eight, however many months across every industry, not just higher ed, I mean, every single industry is, is, is facing that. So I think That that's you know the first thing that stands out to me. But I also really like the point you made about uh, location, and certainly in terms of what's available in New York and all the uh, wonderful things that you know come from being situated there, and all the great alum and the companies that are based there. But also, is to your point of being able to have that global scale too. And I even think now, and you know, in terms of just how important it is um, if you're trying to be a global global program, you know, just given how hard it is to be in person. I also presume that you know having that footprint allows you the ability to be localized in areas where um, maybe people can't perhaps get to New York, you know, right now. And so exactly. that definitely, yeah. to me, stands out as something um, that I think is is pretty critical. I mean, it was critical before all of this, but even more critical yeah. now.
1: Yeah, it's it's through through um, obviously this whole COVID. Um, a pandemic, COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, it's provided lots of opportunities. Again, exactly what you said for students who aren't able to get to New York. Um, by having that 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 kind of that network, um, globally has allowed us to to engage continue to engage students. Um, if 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 they aren't able to get to New York, so exactly that.
0: Great, and I, and you know, to me, and you've already hit on it a little bit in terms of talking mm-hmm. about your role, but. One of the things that has always stuck out to me, you know, about Stern is this idea around experiential learning. And you've alluded to it, you know, a little bit now um, with some of the things that you do, as well as some of the things that, that students have. But it's clearly a pillar of Stern. So could you maybe just for everyone out there, just explain what it is and then why does you or why does Stern really believe really strongly in it? hmm.
1: Yeah, so I am a social psychologist in training, uh, as you know from our years at uh, Boston College. So to me, context matters. So let me start with this. So let's start back by giving a quick history lesson uh, in a minute or less. So um, when I first arrived at Stern, we went from experiential learning being this extracurricular um, type of opportunity. Fast forward to tw- 2011 with launch, um, that was when we, we really uh, cemented the idea that um, students are fascinated with big problems. Um, and that faculty are integral to learning. Um, And so from that, we created our Stern Solutions Method, which is our approach to experiential learning um, and built close to 32 plus unique academic offerings for students to engage with. Um, And now we're at the point um, where we're developing programs in which experiential learning is the heartbeat and compulsory part of of degree programs. Um, So when we we think about experiential project-based education you know and you think back to your to to our kind of uh, higher education experience or to to anyone who's listening um both on from an undergraduate level or a graduate level right there's always been this bifurcation between the theory of uh, of higher education and and work and practice right so for for us in experiential learning it's not either or it's the and and each opportunity um, with that starts with the theory of the foundation, but then is complemented with the real world experience. So, so what does this look like in practice, right? So these courses um, take student teams um, in a variety of different forms under faculty supervision, where um, they are learning again theory, industry, and then being are embedded in in companies to solve real problems. Um, it, it, it starts with its idea, like I said before, that student learning is at the core of everything we do, um, and it's run. Um, just to give context, it's run through the same rigorous cor- course approval that any of our courses at Stern have to to ensure that, um, and is also at the core uh, of our Stern Solutions model. Um, and when we talk about the model, um, there's just three parts to our to how we build these types of experience. One is is this idea of immerse, right? So Theory underpins everything that we do. Student learning underpins everything we do. So these are credit bearing um, student learning experiences where students are learning about a particular industry or are learning about uh, a particular part uh, of uh, of a company. Um, And then that's complemented with um, what we call ACT, um, which is an environment that you can can solve a real business problem. Um, And then finally, the last piece is reflect, right? We know through... Um, w- through the research, that an experience is only an experience if you only refl- reflect. Um, but if you reflect, right, that's where true learning really comes. Um, so, with this model in mind, um, we're able to integrate the three key stakeholders that traditionally have been siloed: so, faculty, corporate partners, and students. Um, so, as you can tell, these are not just you know w- what we would call like willy-nilly courses or projects. We firmly believe that. The what, the how, and the why matters, um, and no matter whatever the environment is, that we ultimately have students solve a problem that our course is running in. So whether it's a project with a company where they're advising them on a potential strategy, or or how to deploy you know an actual real investments to to a company, or to build a venture of uh, that's not in market, right? To solve a problem that you know there's not there's not a firm in market that can solve that problem, right? Um, student learning reminds reminds us that um, there's ways in which we can kind of bridge that gap between the two.
0: Now, thanks for breaking that down. And a couple of things that you know come to mind, both from my own experience being in business school, but also just being an employed worker now who is also thinking about these things from time to time. to your point point that you made, I think that anything uh, anything that you do is a it's a combination of doing, but it's also of of thinking. Right, and so it you know like just simply going through the motions and executing on something is fine, and like it, especially if it yields you the result that you want. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do it better the next time around, that feedback loop can be really really valuable. And so that's the one thing I really like about the model that you described. And so my takeaway, particularly for prospective students who are considering MBA programs, is. And, you know, really thinking deeply about finding those types of opportunities, whether it's at Stern or it's another program, because I think that is in many ways, one way that it really helps make the learning real. Um, yeah. I think the second thing is, is that to your point, it really does marry all those partners together, right? In terms of students, of academics, as well as corporate partners, and they all need each other in certain ways, right? Um, you know, I think that um, at, people who have, or people in academia have very good expertise in their areas and getting, bringing, being able to collaborate with corporate partners is a great way uh, to combine whatever their experience and expertise is with something that's happening in the real world. Right. And, and I think there's a lot of value in it and, and, and being able to, to not be an either either or, but rather an and 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 getting the best of the best of both worlds. And then the last thing I'll say, I think it was implied. You didn't say as much, but I think it's implied in what you're doing is that, Um, a lot of the research shows that learning is inherently social, right? You know, a huge component of the classroom experience is in fact the experience of going with it, you know, with other people on that journey, right? And so the ability to um, learn together, to reflect together, to Mm -hmm. get those other um, people's perspectives and experiences, like, I think there's a lot of, you know, value into that. And, you know, I will readily admit, like, when I was 24 or 25 and applying to business school, I wasn't necessarily thinking about, all of those things. I mean, I think maybe think about some of them, but, you know, with the benefit of hindsight now, and, you know, really thinking about prospective students out there, I think all of those are reasons why I do think something like experiential learning can be really powerful for MBA Mm -hmm. students, whether they're full-time or executive or or whatever, because um, that learning pedagogy, I think really makes an impact.
1: Yep, totally. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, we we talk about this a lot, right? It's a, it's about capacity building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we hear from our students all the time. These classes are not they're not easy classes, right? And they're not meant to be. Um, you know, obviously the problems that we're we're putting in front of students are not easy, but also, right? There there's so much to learn. Not only about about the companies we're engaging and the problems that we're solving, but also there's so much to learn about about the process, right? each student that comes into these courses has something to learn about themselves, about their leadership, about how they, they work in teams. Um, and exactly like you mentioned, the, the classroom environment becomes the central location for where that learning can be facilitated across project teams, um, And that's where the faculty really come into play with the mentorship and the, um, the facilitation um, that you so mentioned
0: that's great so I know you've, you've been doing this now for a few years I'm curious um, you know what kind of impact does this approach kind of have on students you know I, I know you've you work with students all the time but you know particularly for those who have you know gone on and graduated you know what kind of feedback do they give you in terms of how is this helpful to them as, as they've kind of gone through business school or even you know even since then how has it helped them kind of learn and grow in their own careers mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean I think in the moment um, yeah. students learn um, you know, obviously, how to get through the class and how to solve the problem. But I think over time is where we've heard from alums who 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 come into a similar situation or or a, a similar um, approach where they look back and they reflect on the experience they had in these experiential classes, and they, and, and and they write to us all the time and they say, you know, that experience w- was still so helpful and it made me feel so much more um, like I could, could I could tackle this challenge because I had that in these experiential classes, but. Um, and that's really our goal within any Stern Solutions courses really is to deliver the experiences, the skill sets and the relationships for students to have successful professional careers and to be successful leaders, right? The impact of our courses um, delivers what will be needed to thrive um, not only right after the MBA program but also in the future. Um, and what I would what I would say would, is ultimately what will be the future of work. Um, it, it, it embeds this idea of curiosity Embeds this idea of being a lifelong learner, not only about a learner of the problem, but also a learner of yourself. Um, and experiential learning fuels all that. Um, since since these these courses really, there is no clear roadmap, right? Some of the classes yeah. that we run, again, the theory underpins the the course, but the problems that we're taking in in the courses, um, the faculty are are tackling these problems to, alongside the students, right? But it's it's about leveraging the tools to kind of push um push the envelope ask the right the critical questions that ultimately will lead to to solving the problem um, and when we have students go through this cycle of immerse act reflect multiple multiple times throughout a single course right uh, we do that because it is what will be required in their professional and personal lives like when i think of of even my current my current role or previous roles right um, you you learn on the job and you learn through the many different experiences that you're having and so um, you know, many people would say like, why now, right? So I would say that it's this idea of experimentation, right? There is no better time to fail than when you're in an MBA program. Um, speaking personally, um, and, and Al, I'm sure you would agree. Um, and and to fair, fail, like I like to say fearlessly, and our, our dean says that as well, too, right? There is true learning in that. And I always say that with our with our student teams that you know, because this is real world and because we're dealing with real people, real companies, real partners, right? Most of the projects, right, they, they, they go well. And, and I think COVID added an additional element. Um, but every now and then, right, there there is a reality in, you know, teams maybe not functioning all the entire time, right? And then we need, to, we need to have dialogue discussion of why that's happening to fix it, to get to the end of the class. Sometimes the, the partners, right, might be dealing with stuff um, that is on their end that, that, that we need to have dialogue with, with the company, right? All of these things, right? Um, there's learning in the moment and then there's learning after the class. So um, it's a great way to test out new ways of thinking, um test out new roles and succeed um fail um but again ultimately learn
0: right and to your last but i couldn't agree more about business school being a great time to fail not for the sake of failing but you'll never be around another group of people who are going to help you learn through that failure right the amount of resources yeah. you have at your disposal whether it's to fail or to succeed is it's just unsurpassed right then then when you're yeah. in and when you're in school and 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 being in an environment where that is the intent and the focus versus, yeah, like I think every good every good manager in the working world uh, wants to create that environment for um, their employees, but there's also results they have to kind of deliver right at the same time. Whereas in school, like this is the time for you where that is the focus, right? Um, where it is the focus of learning and and failing and and learning from and from that. And so I couldn't agree more that it is a great time to do it, and there's no really better time. Or better opportunity uh, to be able to to unlock some of the benefits uh, from that. Um,
1: yeah, the when I when I um, you know I, I I I constantly learn right through the years and now I've been in this business for for close to a decade and um, I say that, you know students learn about themselves but they also learn I think you alluded to this right the, the peer influence right so um, actually. Um, you know, leading up to our conversation, I, I took a look back at some of the student feedback on our, on our courses um, and just a couple of things that kind of came to mind that I think kind of underpins what we've been talking about. But, you know, like this, th- this class was instrumental in providing me with a broader perspective on sustainability issues. I was able to use concepts I learned in, in my core strategy and accounting classes to devise solutions to key environmental issues, right? Another w- student wrote, throughout the course I struggled um, with many of the issues that real impact investors face. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk through our challenges with my client and my faculty regularly. So uh, again, saying that nothing is clear cut, nothing just like it is in the real world. Right. 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 It's, there, There's no clear path. And so this idea of failing and learning and growing um, not only with yourself, with your, your team, but also your faculty is something that's so critical with these types of experiences.
0: That's, that's great. And I I love how you were able to pull out that feedback. Um, So just listening there. So I heard sounds like a project in impact investing sounds like a project on sustainability, but could you maybe give, you know, maybe an example of some of the other types of either projects that are run or some of the programs that are offered that students, that students can kind of take advantage of?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so typically when I talk about the classes, the students are always like, well, what are the types of companies that you work with? Um, so um, typically on average, we work with over a hundred corporate partners. Um, they range again, like I mentioned before, from our, our domestic relationships to our international relationships. They range across the industry. Um, there are startups in some, there's multinational to nonprofits in others, but there's hundreds of project partnerships through the years that we leverage to, to kind of immerse in these real environments. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, we are immersing students in an array of environments for students to solve real problems. So, um, and they kind of fall within these three buckets. The first is classes that um, have students' team advise a, a real organization on a pressing issue of strategic, impor- uh, strategic importance, um, providing substantive analyses and proposed solutions. So, one example that I always like to, to speak to is our tech solutions course, um, which is actually one of the, the core classes that. Our, our Andre Ku Tech and program um, are required to take in this program. And in this course, they learn about um, why, why large organizations have trouble innovating. Um, and while they're learning about that, like what are some of the missteps and why these larger organizations um, fail to or have a harder time innovating than, than, than a startup, um, they're also solving a, a business problem for an organization, a local organization. Um, uh, around the U.S., um, using a technical um, a technical solution, so they're building minimal viable products um, with technology really embedded at the core of those um, of those solutions. The second bucket is um, what we like to call invest. So students managing real focused investment funds in all aspects of their operations and deal process. Um, so one of the one of the classes that I'm I'm heavily involved with and help lead. Uh, with a co-instructor is our NYU Impact Investing Fund. Um, And and this course brings together um, students from our our business school, our public policy school, as well as our law school, which is truly unique. Um, There's there's no other university that that I've talked to that has something similar. There are many that have a real investment fund, but to really to bring together these traditionally siloed schools together on a class like this um, is, is super important. Um, and one of the new innovations for this year that I that I like to talk about is that in addition to screening for both um, profit and impact, um, this year we're also adding an additional lens to uh, screen all our investments, um, keeping in mind um, social justice and um, racial inequalities in mind. So startups that are doing work that ultimately impact that space. Um, and then the last um, area that uh, types of classes that we run is, is what we call BUILD. Um, so I mentioned this before, really students have the opportunity to take an original idea from business concept to funded and operating reality. So it's our entrepreneurship building uh, venture capital space. And one of the unique classes that we run at Stern is our Endless Frontier Labs, um, which is an accompany MBA course to a larger uh, accelerator program at Stern. Um, MBA students get a front seat on the startup venture process, um, and, um, you know, we graduated our first cohort of ventures this past May. So it was super exciting. Um, one of, uh, the MBAs went to work for them, uh, with one of the stuff with one of the startups. Um, and it's led by our, our founder and one of our faculty members, uh, Deepak Hegdi, who's, who's just a phenomenal, a uh, thought leader in kind of the entrepreneurial kind of startup space. So, um, these are just a couple of the, uh, of the buckets that they reined into, but again, like I said before at Stern, we've. We, we've built um, close to 32 different types of, of classes. So there's lots of opportunities, um, whatever uh, a student's interest is.
0: I think that's great. And thank you for sharing kind of the different um, ways in which you think about those courses. And we touched on it a little bit, but I'm just also curious, um, you know, Stern, obviously being in New York, New York being a hub of business, you know, what kind of role does the city, you know, play in, in, in these opportunities?
1: Yeah. Um, The the city plays um, a critical role um, in in so many ways. Uh, So uh, there's deep ties to connections to the the industry, to the businesses of New York City, um, which yields continuous cycles of opportunities, like we mentioned before, for students to learn, create impact on the cutting edge of business. Um, So whether the project is in person, online, or abroad, really the New York City ecosystem um, is at the student's fingertips, the relationships that the school is able to own because of, because of our location. So um, as the students are going through these processes um, or these projects, right, whether they're working with a New York City company or whether they have contacts to some of the companies that are on the leading edge of, of their industries, um, they're able to do that. Um, you know, uh, one of the key examples I like to talk about is um, our, our focus MBA program, sorry, our tech MBA um, program um, that the first course that the students are required to take is what we call our New York City immersion. Right. So the the, the idea behind this class is to give students um, foundational perspective on what does the technology ecosystem look like in New York City. Right. So we expose students to every aspect of the ecosystem, from startups to large tech to venture capitals, and we're able to bring students front and center to these these senior people. Um, so from you know, there's so many brands that I can, can talk about, but when you think about New York City, you think about, um, you know, Union Square Ventures, which is the number one venture capital front in New York. Um, when you think on the fashion front, right, there, there's companies like Warby Parker, or the uh, Council of Fashion Designers of America. Um, so you really, you, you kind of have a front row seat um, um, and you benefit from that because of the relationships that um, we have in New York City.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I mean those are all those are all great. Those are great opportunities, great companies, and so um, I think it. I think that's. I think that's wonderful, and I think you alluded to it a little bit, uh, or heard you mention it. But obviously, as a result of you know COVID nineteen, there's certainly some new ways in which you're going to have to uh, you know deliver these. And so you know how how have you been able to kind of you know to your point from earlier, like being able to pivot on a dime and adapt? You know how has that really manifested itself through these experiential learning opportunities?
1: Yeah, uh, we learned a lot this past spring. Um, <laughs> obviously, um, you know everything from uh, you know evolving, um, you know bringing our students back home safely, uh, whether it be through our projects or, or study abroad opportunities. Um, but one of the, the, the major things that we did was we transitioned all of our experiential learning activity online. Um, so we were able to do that um, to an online environment um, for now, while things are, are settling. Um, and what we found was that it was it was generally easy to transition, right? Um, because we build these where um, these are real opportunities with real companies in real time, that's the way of work, um, right? It's the way that we're, we're communicating right now. I would love right. to be, yep. be in person, right? Yeah. Um, but it's the way it works. So it, it kind of, it, it transitioned. I knew it would always transition well, but it transitioned uh, better than we thought. Um, and, but I, what I love to always highlight is, you know, despite the impact of COVID-19 and in spring 2020 and again there was so much that, that New York City was 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 dealing with and the loss of life is just something that I think we're all still dealing with. Um, you know our faculty, our students and partners readily made that transition to online and with a quick shift, what we what our students found was that they were quickly learning a variety of skills um, with partners firsthand including you know agility, resilience, commitment. so again, it's it's not just about the what they were solving, but it was also about the process and and obviously there was a unique um, element to to this past spring. Um, another key um, area uh, that we 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 launched to support our students was was SternWorks. Um, and SternWorks is a major new initiative that um, we we wanted to give back to, to to the companies and the businesses that that needed it most. So um, our startups, our small businesses, our nonprofits that that um, are you know were the fabric and honestly were the foundation for our experiential learning part, uh, partnerships um, uh, way back when. Um, and through um, this program we we kind of connected students to in a variety of ways um, to, uh, to to provide their business assistance for companies that were in need. Um, and so over 600,000 um, dollars were secured through donations from, from key alumni. Um, and we were able to um, have 64 Stern MBA students receive Sternwork summer internship grant funding. Um, so we tried to, we tried to turn um, obviously a, uh, you know, a really heavy situation into a positive. Um, but I think one thing I like to always highlight is right. Like Stern work was planned and launched within two months um, of securing funds and placements. Um, and when we think about, you know, again, higher education and typically how it's been structured, right? Like the, you know, we were able to spend that on a dime. Um, one key example that I always like to talk about when I when I talk about Sternworks is um, and again, it talks about the network of an MBA program, which I think is so important. Um, we had an alum who I actually worked with uh when she was a student. Um she was starting a business um, called Snappy Screen. Um Caitlin McClellan, I will will give her a shout out. Um, And she took on a variety of different resources that Stern had for for entrepreneurial um, efforts. Um, She actually was supported by a grant fund uh, for one of our programs called our Stern Venture Fellows Program, which provides grant funding for students to work on their um, their ventures over the summer instead of taking a traditional internship. Um, And through Stern Works, she's now an alum, and she actually took one of our students on on, on an intern that we were able to help, um, we were ha- able to help uh, support. So um, it, it, it to me, it speaks to to the value of an MBA, but specifically from a from a network standpoint and that virtuous cycle of of students being engaged with alums and alums helping students. Um, and I think that's one of the the highlights that that I always like the point to when I talk about SternWorks.
0: Yeah, I know, and I think it's a great engagement tool in terms of alumni as well, right? In terms of keep finding ways to keep them immersed after they've graduated so that, you know, they can stay involved, they can still stay connected, but to do so in a way that provides value, you know, value add to them as well. And so I can see a lot of benefits from, um, you know, the, the example you gave to I'm sure many other alum who were, who are involved in this. One of the things that you also, I think you hit upon and what I wanted to talk about next um, and forgive the phrase because it's trite and <laughs> overplayed, but um, as we think about here we go. The future of work. Um, ah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I know. But, you know, you, you hit on it a little bit when you talked a little bit about, you know, the fact that you really had to evolve this program and students had to evolve with it. And that meant also evolving and learning new skills that um, in many cases their their partners were learning as well. Right. And so um, whether that's, you know, collaborating virtually, which you know we certainly knew before, but have to do more of learning how to pivot or like all those types of things. I mean, all of those things we're all kind of dealing with now, regardless of, you know, whether we're in school or not. But, you know, I think about, as we think about the future of work and just how things are changing, I am curious from you, if you think about like the MBA in particular, like what role do you see like an MBA degree kind of um, playing in all that, in terms of, you know, how can an MBA um, equip its students with the ability to thrive in the future of work regardless of whatever that future ends up becoming
1: yeah no it's, it's a it's a great question um you know i think uh if anything the, the MBA and the tools that an MBA teach are are more important now than ever um you know when we think about uh again i'll put it in an air quotes right the future of work um <laughs> you know graduates are going into undefined environments and that's not to say that in the past that hasn't happened right but uh, with with the the rise of technology, really fueling it, the uncertain environments just continue to happen, and they continue to happen at a more rapid pace, right? So, um, you know, we we know that our graduates will have to go into to undefined environments. We know that our our students will have to um, reskill multiple times over the course of their careers. And so when we think about, it's not just about what we're teaching them, right? Because we know the tools of, of, of an MBA program will help them, you know, lead businesses, but it's also about what is the environment that they're going to be in in 10, 20 years from now, right? And and what is that? And we, we might not know, and, 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 the, and the jobs that are here now might not be there, or they might be evolved in some way. So um, when we think about experiential learning, um, and that's why I feel it's so critical within in the business school um, landscape, is that... Um, learning the experiential learning cycle happens right, multiple times over a course, right? so you're' you're you're immersing, you're acting, you're reflecting, and then you do it over again, right? And it's all about this idea of capacity capacity building, um, adapting to new environments. Um, and you build a, you build a muscle to take you into your next environment, right? So it's that continuous cycle that we want to do. So um, in my opinion, what will be needed in the future of work, right? Is this idea of curiosity? Um, it's this idea of being a lifelong learner, right? There are going to be new technologies. There's going to be new, um, new, new hurdles that we are, are going to have to uncover, right? We're, we're doing that right now, um, and so EL fuels and equips students um, or experiential learning, if you will. Sorry, um, fuels students with the the the. Um, confidence that they they're able to attack all those undefined environments um, so you know if they're going to an, a, an opportunity where there's no clear roadmap um by going through that cycle multiple times um it will it will ultimately help them feel more confident going into them which is ultimately what we're required in their professional and and i would argue their personal lives um starting being a new parent um, so yeah. you know NYU Stern, um, if I can speak specifically about our institution, our MBA program, right, um, eh, more recently, and we, we launched our brand before um, COVID-19 happened, and, and, and it was more timely than ever. But really, like, our school, we like to say, is a place where you learn to make change your ally, right? Change isn't going away, and, and change is just going to come more um. Uh, more quickly uh, than ever in the future, and so it's a core element of how we think about building and how we think about student learning and experiential learning. Um, uh, and for me, when I think about embracing change, um, right, it's about it's about it's about change and driving it, right? And that's what experiential learning gives students the opportunity to do—not when they, you know, not in between their MBA programs, not afterwards, not five years after MBA program—it's while they're in the MBA program. So, um, you know. To that point, um, one one initiative that we we also launched was um, Change Studio, uh, which is another way we think about um, this in the full-time two-year MBA program. Um, Experiential learning is a core pillar um, of of, of this program, but it essentially it's a co-curricular map for students to think about how they can begin to build that capacity to um, uh, understand Impact and ultimately drive change. Um, and so, it's a program that we've put together that that leverages a lot of the courses in leadership development, experiential learning, um, and entrepreneurial innovation uh, type thinking. Um, that ultimately will 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 build that 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 capacity building that we talked about um, going into um, into the MBA into into the professional world.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love all that, and I love. I didn't realize you were I had rolled out that course. I think that's phenomenal. Um, one of one of my favorite uh, career coaches always always says, um, "If change is the only constant, we might as well get good at it." And I think what you're doing with that piece in particular uh, is really really important for MBA students, but for anyone as we navigate the quote unquote future of work. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think that's spot on and really and really and really relevant. And I just even think about even the past six seven months. Some of the types of things that some of my classmates or peers who went to business school have had to make decisions on or had to do were not necessarily things that they came into this year thinking that they would ever have to do. But they had to do it because business business is uncertain. This is an uncertain time. And I would like to think that part of the reason why they were able to make the decisions that they were able to make was because of the fact that they had a robust toolkit of skills and experiences partially gained from their MBA that enable them to, to be able to make those those decisions and I to your point I think will that will only just continue in the future um, if anything and so I definitely agree with you in terms of your assessment of, of how an MBA can equip students to to navigate that. Um, yeah,
1: it's about you know the MBA program again delivering that those experiences and those tools that it always has but then again to your point you alluded to it as well right. It's the network, right? It, it's yep. about having the capacity, and it's also about having the courage to go into these environments and 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 feeling comfortable about at least asking the right questions. And, and there are sometimes where you won't have the right answers, right? But it's then it's in leveraging on the network that you built through your MBA pro, MBA program. I know, I know. For me, I, I pick up the phone <laughs> uh, quite quite regularly uh, just to, just to bounce an idea off of a classmate. Um, and so I think. You know, having that network that that you have classmates that are in a variety of industries and and you know ultimately might be in, in different roles, it's something that you know as we move forward um, with change only being a constant, um, it is, is 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 something that is just so critical. Great.
0: Well, Brian, uh, thank you so much for joining me today for talking a little bit about yourself, about NYU Stern, and really hammering home on experiential learning and and how that really helps. Uh, propel MBA students forward in their careers. If our listeners um, want to learn more about NYU Stern or experiential learning, you know where should they go, or um, where, where where should they go to find out more?
1: Yeah, uh, I would say our our website, right? Our Stern, um, our Stern MBA website. Our my my great colleagues in, in our MBA admissions departments, um, we we work very closely with. There's there's a variety of different websites. Again, you mentioned it's a, it's a core pillar, but um, if you're interested in one of the programs and how experiential learning really is a core pillar for that specific MBA program, because we work across all of them, um, that's that's the place to to kind of find that information.
0: Well, great. Well, thank you again, Brian. Uh, so Brian mm-hmm. Ramos, everyone,
1: uh, and thank, thank you, you so much. Al. <laughs>